Hey, welcome to the Sermonary Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. And today I want to talk about preaching from the Old Testament. Specifically, I want to talk about three reasons why pastors should spend more time in the Old Testament than we currently do. If you look at recent uh, decades and, and Christian churches and the sermons that are preached, there is definitely a weight uh, going into the New Testament's favor. In fact, if you look at a 2019 Pew Research study, it looked at almost 50,000 Christian sermons that were preached just in the early summer of that year, and only 61% of them even mentions a book from the Old Testament. Uh, There's a lot of other American data that shows a New Testament favoritism as well. So what's the big deal? I mean, the really important stuff is in the New Testament, right? And that's a pretty dangerous oversimplification, as those of you that are listening probably already know. So I want to talk about three reasons why pastors should preach more from the Old Testament if you're not already doing it. Number one is apologetics. The Old Testament really can be problematic, at least to a modern world in the way that they see it. Rapid scientific advancements in the West have estranged us from our own history and left us with a tendency to view our civilization as more superior and more civilized. The history of ideas responsible for this lofty worldview is long and complex and not really the the intent of this episode. But when they come into contact with the Old Testament authors and the God of the Old Testament, the result is, is too often a caricature. Richard Dawkins puts it this way. He says, The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction, jealous and proud of it, a petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak. And then he goes on to list a whole bunch of unpleasant words that I don't know how to pronounce. So, while Christians understandably recoil at accusations like these, we, we, we don't agree with them, we know we don't agree with them, we want to get defensive about it, the problem is most Christians are not sure how to deconstruct them. If they're sitting at work, the people in your church are sitting at work, and they hear somebody say something like what Richard Dawkins says, and they start talking about even policies that are made, even, even in Congress right now, we're looking at the Equality Act, and Deuteronomy was used as defense against the equality, uh, against the Equality Act in Congress, which was fine, but then an atheist will turn around and say, yes, but that same book also defends uh, things like slavery and stoning and all of these different things, so how can we use it that way? And when we hear things like that and we watch the news and we see things like that, a lot of the people in your church, in fact, I would say most people in your church, they don't agree with them, but they have no idea how, how to deconstruct them. They know that God is being misrepresented, yet they have no avenue for defending God. The result is increasingly timid faith, struggling to give an account in a secular age. So what happens is that your church, the people in your church will often recoil. If they don't know how to defend those those accusations against God, and they know those accusations are not fair, they become more timid in their faith. The reality is that God doesn't need us to come to his defense. And when approached with a healthy dose of Old Testament literacy, the Word of God can defend itself quite well. So when we begin preaching the Old Testament and the New Testament, and we, and we understand that uh, they, they work together, which we're going to talk about in just a second, then the people in your church realize that God doesn't really need our defending. When we hear things like that, we don't have to come to the Old Testament's defense. We understand and we have more faith in the Bible as a whole When we don't see the Bible as two separate books, Uh, we don't see it as two separate timelines, but we understand that the Old Testament and the New Testament work together to show us who God is and what His plan is for humanity. 
The reality is, is that God doesn't need us to come to his defense. And when we preach from the Old Testament and we preach from the New Testament, we have a healthy balance of both. The people in our church really begin to understand that and have more faith in the God that they love. Number two is biblical literacy. One consequence of not cultivating Old Testament literacy is that people will tend to get hung up on really difficult passages that seem to contradict Christian values and then are arguments to those like Dawkins. These passages can be found in the New Testament uh, as well, but they arguably are, are, are far more frequent in the Old Testament. For example, why would God uh, command genocide in places like 1 Samuel 15? Why does he condone what sounds like slavery in Leviticus 25? And why would God seek to kill Moses right after he commissions him to go before Pharaoh in Exodus 4.20? Most pastors have the ability to contextualize these passages really well, uh, whether whether that be systematically, exegetically, or otherwise, and by those principles, usefully apply them to sound gospel teaching. This is made clear when Paul writes to to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3. Even these controversial passages, which are certainly included in the phrase, all scripture, as Paul uses, are relevant. If teachers stick to the text, trusting that God's word is indeed inspired and profitable, then modern Christians will begin to develop a comprehensive rather than a selective view of scripture. The problem is, is when we start pulling passages out of context and the people in our church will pull New Testament and Old Testament passages out of context and they get hung up on those passages when they're pulled out of context. It all starts from the pulpit. The modern congregation especially needs guidance when approaching the Old Testament. They need your guidance. They need you to faithfully teach through the Old Testament because we're thousands of years removed from the culture of the ancient Near East, uh, and this will, will render much of the context and many of the themes lost on modern readers. This isn't a bad thing. And it does not in any way refute God's sovereignty, his foreknowledge, or the power of his word to speak to uh, the hearts of his people. This is simply to say that it is biblically literate, uh, it is a biblically literate teacher's responsibility to help people pick up on these contexts and these themes. The goal is that people will be like the Bereans in Acts 17 who receive the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. You, as a pastor, as a teacher of God's Word, need to faithfully teach your people what the Old Testament means. What is the context of the Old Testament? What is God trying to say to His people? And and how does it shine light on the the New Testament? How does the New Testament shine light on the Old Testament? And how do they work together to give us a clear understanding of who God is and how we're supposed to live in this world? And then the last one is testamental interdependency. This may be the most important point. It may also be the most obvious, but I definitely think it's worth talking about. The Old Testament testifies, among other things, towards the New Testament and towards Christ. It lays the foundation for the Christian worldview. Why did God create us? How did it all go wrong? Why do we need Jesus in the first place? The Old Testament provides answers to these fundamental questions and more, and it sets the stage for Jesus. The New Testament depends on the Old Testament. It testifies about the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies and promises. From the outset of the New Testament, Matthew is constantly identifying parallels between Jesus and the countless Old Testament prophecies. 
This thread runs throughout the gospel accounts. In Matthew 5, Christ himself says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. These are really important words, and it's really worth you examining what Jesus was saying when he said those things. There's so many other examples, but the point is clear. The Old and New Testament depends on each other. To separate them is to water down the message of Scripture as a whole. Therefore, the church should view each as a testament to the same reality, while, they're, uh, while still recognizing that, that they were written at very different times and in very different contexts. They need each other. They work together to show us something that is very clear, and Jesus talks about this. Paul talks about this. The New Testament writers talk about this. And the Old Testament writers, the, the, the cool thing is, is the Old Testament writers... I, I truly believe that they knew they were writing Scripture. They knew they were writing God's Word when they were writing it, but they didn't have the whole picture. They had glimpses and pieces of it. And I can't imagine uh, what the guys that were writing the New Testament were thinking. I, I think ma- mainly of John as he's writing Revelation, and he's seeing this culmination coming together of what he knows about the Old Testament and what he uh, has seen in the life of Jesus and how all of this stuff just begins to come together as he's writing and seeing these things. In Revelation. It's so important for us to show people how the gospel is intertwined throughout the Old Testament and how God's plan from the very beginning has been to send his son Jesus to die on the cross to save us from evil in this world, the evil that we bring into this world. Here's one of the things that I want to tell you about that we're doing. We've put together a 52-week sermon series called The Gospel Story. And here's why I'm telling you about this, because it takes 52 weeks, and this is designed to help you take your church from Genesis to Revelation and show them how the gospel is intertwined through every single book of the Bible. Now, normally, this would be a very difficult thing to do. Imagine being able to take your church through an entire year, showing them from Genesis to Revelation, chronologically, how God's plan has been Jesus from the very beginning. How God's plan from the very beginning has been to give himself up for us. It's such a really cool one. Uh, each, each week comes with sermon guides. So it gives you outlines, the big idea of the passage, some commentary resources and summaries, as well as illustration ideas every single week. It also has really beautiful graphics. In fact, there's two versions of the graphics. Uh, I really like the icons one because it's just super clean. It's really modern. Uh, But there's also this watercolor one that's really, really beautiful. I love it too. Uh, Both of them look really great, but you have graphics for every single week, uh, every single, uh, as you go through each part, the graphics kind of change. They're still branded together. It just looks really cool. Uh, There's also small group questions that are in there, bumper videos, uh, just really great stuff. But imagine being able to take 52 weeks and showing your church how the gospel interweaves throughout the entire Bible, not just in the New Testament, but being able to take them through the Old Testament as well. This is really, really well organized, and I want to tell you about it. We're going to put the, put a link to where you can purchase that. If, if you're a ministry pass member, you have access to this. This this is already yours. If you're not a ministry pass member, uh, we're selling this as a standalone product that you can purchase. You don't have to have a ministry pass membership to get it, um, and uh, it is well worth it. It is entire year worth of sermons, and it will intentionally take your church through the gospel from Genesis to Revelation, and uh, and, and really, really cool. Um, so I encourage you to check it out. Check the link below. 
But at the very least, here's what I would encourage you to do. If you're not already doing this already, I know so many of you listening to this are faithfully teaching through the Old Testament as well as teaching through the New Testament. If you have a tendency to spend more of your time in the New Testament, I would encourage you to begin to balance it out. Maybe start hopping from Old Testament to New Testament, Old Testament to New Testament as you preach through different series or books. But spend some time in both books. Give your church a healthy balance so that they can grow in their faith and have a better understanding of who the God is uh, that loves them and they love. Uh, I think it would be great for your church to, to, for you to commit to 2021, bringing that healthy balance of both the Old and New Testament into your preaching. Hope this helps. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you.